Mason doesn't know that I'm recording this and adding this into the beginning of this episode. He sent me the the podcast to do the last little bit of touching up, but uh, I just want to say congratulations to him for for being able to record a podcast finally. And you know, I was scared that as a team that we were about to have to pay for back surgery for Alan Bridges for for toting the podcast the past two months with doing all these interviews. And I was just worried that it was going to cost us a lot of money because he was going to throw his back out from toting the team. But I just want to congratulate Mason for being able to record one because we, we've we all been kind of slacking besides Alan, especially Zach. I just we, we always mess with each other about that. But uh, he doesn't know this is being recorded in here, so I just figured it'd be a little fun poke at him. But anyway, he's got a good interview for y'all, so y'all sit back and enjoy. Hey guys, this is Mason Bush with Code Hurt University Podcast. Welcome to the show. Code Hunting University is brought to you by Superior Hunting Lights. Superior, step up to the max. Use discount code CHUPODCAST at checkout on nighthunters.com. Conkey's Outdoors, hunting and hound supply store. We stand behind Conkey's and is the only hunting supply store that we personally recommend here at Coon Hunting University. You can find out more at ConkeysOutdoors.com or find them on Facebook, Conkey's Outdoors, and give them a like. And GNR Cedar Dog Boxes. They make a high-quality cedar dog box at a great, affordable price. If you're in the market for a new dog box, reach out to Gavin at 615-962-5266. Hey, everybody. It's Mason Bush from Coon Hunting University. Today we're sitting down with uh, Dwayne Boyd again. We've we've had a lot of talks about wanting Harold on, so we, we rounded Harold up. and We got him on here today, and we're going to talk to him. How you doing, Harold? I'm doing good. How you doing, Dwayne? I'm making it. Working all day on a water heater, but we, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> well, Harold, uh, take it away. Introduce well, I, you told me to tell who I was. I'm 91 and a half years old. I'll talk, I one I take. I, I'm going to tell you the truth and. I'm not going to lie, and I don't expect it out of you, and I've got to be old time. If anybody hunting has hunted with me down through the years, I'll always tell you, they might have been late once, but they won't be late second twice. time because I won't be there. <laughs> now, you got your I, rear end chewed that, that, that first time, so you, you either didn't come or you just... <laughs> and another thing, if I've got a hunt plan with you, and you go off with somebody else and leave me sitting at the house, I'll never go hunting with you again. And I've had to do that before, too, even though you're a good person. But I feel like if if you want to be with them, you need to be with them. Right. And I, I, I think I was a good person. I was. My wife and I got a divorce when I was 41 years old. And I raised two children who both are deceased now. By yourself. I, I, I've done it by myself. And I had great kids, great grandkids, and great great grandkids. I've done real lucky, and I'm real blessed. I know a lot of this stuff you're not going to believe, and I don't blame you. <laughs> but 
I've never had a grandchild to sass me. Maybe once or twice, I don't know. I've never had an argument. I had a grand. I had a son-in-law. That it's not because I'm that good of a person, but there's two guidelines I pretty much well tried to go along with is never miss an opportunity to keep your mouth shut. And if you're gonna get along with your family, I think you pretty well. Sometimes it's just best just not just don't express your opinion because it ain't gonna matter. It ain't gonna change things anyway. But that's who I am, and I don't know. Or do you want me to tell about when I first started coon, hunt, coon hunting? Yeah, that'll work. Okay. Well, when I was a kid, I think I started hunting when I was about eight years old. There's a fellow by the name of Mr. George Patton, and he had red bones. And Mr. George was a little bitty fellow, and why, good gracious. And so I went hunting in a... a uh, uh, old Model A Ford car and me and Bill Gibbs sat in the back with these old hounds and they was all letting off air all over us and we got out and went hunting and we got in the woods and we run up on somebody Mr. Patton was something else and we run on these people and this got one of them guys looked over this dog and said Gosh, that's a good-looking dog there. Mr. Patton said, oh, that's my dog Rose. That's my dog Rose. Well, it was a red dog, and I had another fellow in the cast in my hunt had a red dog. And old Bill Gibbs went over there and pulled the dog's back leg up and said, Lord and mercy, Mr. Patton, old Rose done grow the goober. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a get on there or not. but Oh, yeah, that's uh, fine. But th then my next trip with Mr. Uh, Patton and these guys, I told him I could climb a tree. I couldn't even go up a step ladder. <laughs> but if I was going to get to go hunting. So we went down to Moundville. And probably the best hunting in the world was with poaching. And Mr. Patton worked the railroad. And he gave me one of them lanterns that you hold with you and you signal with. And he gave me a croaker sack. That we had coffee, winnies, onion, mustard. But back then, it wasn't we used no do plastic. That all the time. And carry food. So with I us. took that that bag and run it up through that light. And every time I stopped, I was just a little kid. I threw it on the ground. But when we stopped to eat, there was coffee, everything together. Winnies was on it. The mustard was busted. <laughs> Mr. Pat looked at me and said, Damn, boy, you done choked that grocery slap to death. <laughs> but that was my experience with him. And Mr. Patton, like I say, and I worked with another guy. I went hunting with another guy. that was named Mr. McCutcheon that lived in Wallowman. Everybody knew Mr. Jim. He was a character. And he always told me, he said, You know what, boy? He said, you ain't nothing but a hard-headed Dutchman. You can't tell you a thing, but you can tell you a mile away. But when you get up, you can't tell you nothing. <laughs> but Miss Jim was a good guy. And so I've, I've been blessed to have a lot of good people in my life. And I don't know. I'm going to just pick out a few of them. And I, I was blessed that I hunted with uh, Burton Oney, Oval Hart, 
uh, and I had friends like uh, Redbone Man from Pennsylvania, Fred mm -hmm. Moran. Uh, well known. And I sold me and Fred was big brothers. Never hunted with him, but I sold him a lot of dogs. And I was blessed on three different dogs that I think that people will know about, but none of these dogs would be what my favorites. Because my favorite dogs, nobody knows nothing about them. I, I'm going to tell you something a little later on about my dog, Rosie. And Rosie, I guess I might as well go ahead and tell it now and get it over with. But, I can tell you before he tells it. People's going nowadays are going to say, no, ain't no way. But I'm telling you, because I know of two females that he had that, I mean, they treat you went you went to them and I mean it wasn't one of these things man I hope no. you know it was go down there and pow <laughs> well now let me tell you about old Rose but now I never hunted with this one but Rosie, I know he's telling the truth I had her mother he don't he don't keep one uh, her, her treaters don't stay at his house <laughs> her mother was a little old blue looking dog and she was a mediocre dog well a boy was keeping her for me in Coleman County and she got out and got bred well, I brought her home, and she had a litter of puppies. And at that time, I wasn't making no money. And I took that puppies down down in the town and sold them for $5 a piece. And I sold about four of them. And I come home, and my, my daughter took over this little old dog, and she had an aunt that she liked called Rosie. And so I named, she named her Rosie. And she would carry her around in her ba uh, baby buggy. And so we was going on vaca vacation. And Mr. Watts, a friend of mine that I hunted with, I let him go keep my two dogs for me. And he had a red dog called Bud. And he let these two, Rosie, she was about six months old. He let her and that red dog out. He had a place on the lake. And they left out. And that about midday, that red dog come back in. Well, Rosie never come back in. She wasn't up about, say, I say about six months old, something like that. And so a fella come to visit Mr. Watts, and he, Mr. Watts asked him, said, have you seen a little old walker dog anywhere? A fella said, no, but said, I heard a dog barking tree down there in such and such a place. So Mr. Watts goes down there, and Rosie still treed. I mean, she was just a little old puppy. Which coon was sitting awful low, she had it. Now, this is something you coon hunters ain't going to believe, and I don't blame you. I wouldn't believe it if you told me this. I caught her on her first slick tree when she's six years old. I promise yeah. you that. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't always find a coon, but I never did find a slick tree. She's the only dog I ever had that would not back a dog on a slick tree. Well, don't even know what her daddy was, but I always believed her daddy was either a fox dog or a bird dog. But Rosie would treat coons like it's going out of style. There ain't no way she would pull. I never had her to pull, but she showed me more places to hunt. 
And when you cut her loose, you went to the tree. I don't care where it was at, and there wasn't was going to be something tied, of it. Wasn't she a little tight on the ground? And there's still one guy, Buck Hanna, still around. He hunted her, and uh, uh, Mr. Buck Hanna will tell you about her. But l like I say, I've owned some most— uh, a dog's going to have to be pretty accurate for me to keep it. In fact, if I was a young guy— I would try to breed up some dogs that was accurate. I wouldn't care if I had to breed them to a chihuahua. Because these dogs now, they, they don't worry about them treeing because they're all going to tree. The problem is going to be sometimes they're going to be treeing too much. And I got more to do than go to a bunch of slick trees. <laughs> but uh, I've been blessed. I've got a lot of good friends uh, that I hunt with. Uh, I hunt with a fellow by the name of Jim May, Roscoe Mills. He's from West Virginia, a good guy, great guy. I, mean, he's, I couldn't hunt if it wasn't for Mr. Mills. Roscoe's a, him and his family are good people. He's different, but he he's a good guy. And Doctor Doctor Jerry Tidmore, uh, and Dwayne here, he's done, his health got where he can't hunt no more. So. But everybody that I hunt with, I, I've, one thing I've always tried to do, a lot of people around here are going to be listening to this, going to say, no, I know that old fat boot. <laughs> but you know what? I've always tried to deal with good people. Because I always felt like if you was going to be a good guy, you needed to be around good people. And I got some good people. I mean, I would trust them to no end. And... You know, I had a son-in-law for 50 years. Me and him never had an unkind word. Good guy. I got seven grandkids and seven great-grandkids. I've never had but one cross but with one grandkid. Because, I, like I say, I always use that example. Sometimes it's best just to keep your mouth shut. And it's a, so I, I pretty well practice that with my family. But can you say anything? Uh, I'm, I enjoy listening to this. Um. But uh, no, I had uh, I had three dogs th that done pretty good uh, in the hunts. I, I I I bred and raised the world champion, uh, ACHA world champion English dog. I had the mother of it, and I, I bred Dollar Bill. What was Mike's last name? Rafe. You remember Mike Rafe? You Rafe? Rafe. Rafe. R-A-F-E-F. Rafe. You don't know Mike? I didn't. Mike. He Mike, died a few years back. Uh, you know, Mike is a good example. Of these picoon, a lot of these cooners, in fact, my buddy Roscoe's like this. It's got to be full-blooded, full-blooded. There ain't no such thing out there. <laughs> Every dog ain't nothing but mixed up. It's like that Dollar Bill dog. His granddaddy was a dog, a Grand Night Walker dog that was named Clay. And the Shetler Sonny boy was a Walker dog. He go back to a black and tan. Uh, I think boys, little Joe, if I'm not mistaken, his mama was a black and tan. So all of them, nothing but, uh, and Johnson Banjo, like I say, was out of a dog named Freckles. 
and they all they all they just got people call them a certain red tick, blue tick, or English dog, Walker dog. They just do it by color. That ain't what they really are. They they just like us people. We all mixed up. Don't ever run a pedigree. You might you might be disappointed. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I've got some great 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 kids. Uh, I got. My, both of my children are dead now, and, and anybody's lost a child, though, it's rough. But I've been, I've hunted with and had some good people around me. The Becks out in Oklahoma are good people. And, and Sandra, the, the, I was looking for me a dog. I'd get on the phone call, so I called Timothy Ball out in Oklahoma, and I asked him, did he know where there was a dog that might suit me? And Timmy told me, he said, well, there's a lady knows a coon dog as well as anybody I know has got a good female named Sandra Beck. I called Sandra. Me and my buddy went out there, and I tried her, and I bought her and become friends with Sandra and Brent. Brent had a bad habit. And, uh, and, and, and one thing I remember about Brent telling me, where people were so different. He told me, I don't know if he killed it or got rid of it, but he had a dog that got by itself all the time. He said, I got rid of it because I wanted it to be in the pack. What people are looking for today is different than what they were. Yeah. People now, they don't care if anything's up a tree or not. A lot of people don't. But to me, that's like going to work and, and forgetting to show up for payday. <laughs> and, but I've been blessed, like I say. And uh, if you got anything to say, no. Um, you want to? You, you, did you ever hunt any hunts? You know what? I I, I was probably the poorest handler has ever been. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I mean. I was a I was an offensive handler. Dwayne was a defense. Yeah, he, he Dwayne could win. Like throw them hail marys. Yeah, I, 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 the dog didn't do what I told him to do. You know, <laughs> so I, he was going out there to put the score up. Uh, that's every it. time. If they, if he they called were, the pack. <laughs> Back then, I mean, you know, Harold knew a dog as good as it. Harold knew coon dogs. I mean, if anybody within. 300 miles of here that anybody knows Harold will tell you if it stayed at Harold's house very long it, it's going to be accurate it ain't going to be running junk uh, it's going to hunt when he turns it loose it better it, he, he always told me uh, how was it he I, I fed you all week you going to you gonna do something for me when I take you out here at night? <laughs> right. I can't remember how he worded it, but to that effect. You, you know, uh, Dwayne vouched for this. <clears throat> Dwayne, you remember when Barty? Uh, 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 what's that guy's name? That hunts with Billy Trice. Bar Bar Bardell. Barry Cordell. Barry, Barry Cordell. I had another little female that was named Millie. Mm -hmm. Millie was accurate. Barry was handling her one night, and he was standing on top of a railroad trussle. On a bridge. It was actually of the road. And a dog in the creek went up under it. And these dogs, was, these dogs was running wide open. Well, Millie just stopped the trees. The other dogs went on. She's under the bridge now, up under them. They're standing She's on, on top the bridge. of them. 
Barry, he treats her. The boy said, what are you doing? She ain't nothing down there. He said, well, she's tree. Went down there and she was treated on a trussle. And there sat the coon, coon on the- sitting on the rail right, right mm. there on the bridge. And, and that's the truth. And hey, them two females, I've told him a bunch about them. They're the ones I told you that, that would catch 25, 30 a year. And, and they couldn't kill them. You'd have to go go down there because they, they couldn't kill it. So it wasn't one of these deals of, oh, they caught that in there. Uh, you'd have to go down there. And they, hey, they would leave dogs. I'm talking about, I had a dog, Forestwood Dan. People seen him on some of these old pedigrees. And he could run a coon. I seen her one night, and the Missy female that he bought back in give five thousand for, it, and that was a lot of money at this time. I'm a, that was a real top price. We're on the river down there, and they're they're under the bank right there at Tuscaloosa. When Millie pops up, we're we're way back up, we're seven eight hundred yards, and Millie pops up, and here she comes right at us. I never forget it. Me, my brother-in-law Darren, and Harold. We sitting up on four wheelers in a ro- in a road. Here she comes. We we can still hear Darren and Missy. They still ain't, and she's five six hundred yards ahead of them. And I'm talking about two grand nights, which wasn't you know whatever grand night whatever. But I'm talking about two good dogs. She has just left them. They're they don't even. You're like they can't. It was embarrassing. I thought surely Dan ain't that far behind her. He was. Let me tell you what. Here it comes, and and here comes a car. Here comes a car, and we're all watching this, and we can see. You know how you can see stuff timing it, and we can see Millie and that car is timing each other, and we're like, oh, and we're flashing a light, trying to get them to stop, and they're not stopping, and and it, when she comes up, they run over the coon. They run over the coon now. When, she, when they hit the coon, we see her go behind the taillights. Mm. It was, they got out and got the coon, throwed it in their trunk, they were happy. They got that coon. And, and, hey, that's if, uh, if they had hit it, she she would catch. She ran one under the truck one night. She got to running one so hard and run it through under the truck. Yeah, I mean people, and I know this is hard to believe if you just didn't see it. They run a coon like deer dogs run deer, well, and people would think they were after deer. Me and Harold, we were we were trying to find us a good dog at the time, and and we we'd team up. We'd take Bonnie and Millie, and if they could compete with both of them on the ground at the same time, I knew we had something. Mm-hmm. And we go with these two guys, and I, I'm not gonna call Name no names. Name Harold Lockhart. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna call no names, but. Uh, <laughs> we turn out up on this little old, little old swampy little old area, but in, and 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 both them little females, they had female mouths, buddy, you know, and they hit down there in that edge just pond, and buddy, they was a one end of the back and forth, and, and old the old man. Which he, I think he's dead now, ain't he? Lockhart? I think John, a, a good, good old good guy. But he, he told Harold, he said, uh, I think they're running, think they're running a big buck or something there, ain't they, Harold? Harold said, I don't know. He'll climb here in a minute and he'll get caught. <laughs> and it wasn't 45 seconds. Boom. Bam. That dog was trying out that they had. 
they done had him so confused he was he was out there trailing that same track in that pond just whirling around all right we pull them all up got a cone dump them again we did this seven times they've treated seven single coons and theirs ain't treated coon yet hmm. now this is what i couldn't have done this it, it would embarrass me uh they come around there they bonnie and millie's just popped one right here on the edge of the road just right there and they come around there and the old Harold, he he he'd, he'd rub it in a little bit every now and then. He'd tell me, he'd tell me, he'd say, "Get that rifle, said, knock that out there." Well, I'm I'm down there, and one of them boys come up to me. He said, "Hey man," I said, "You think he'll put them up for let us turn our two loose?" I said, "Yeah, I'm sure he will." So I get back in the truck with Harold, and I I tell him, "So we." We put them two up. We turned their two loose, and after about what two and a half, three hours, Waller. No, they didn't. They got treed. No, they got treed. They treed. Didn't find that. I went in there with them. Conkey's Outdoors knows that keeping up with the latest in hunting technology can be expensive. That's why they are proud to offer amazing financing options. From 30 days, same as cash, to 0% interest for 6, 9, 12, and even 18 months, depending on your credit score and the amount you spend. If you've been eyeballing that new thermal or want to upgrade to the latest in tracking system technology, go find out more on the web at conkeysoutdoors.com, or if you're in the Hastings, Florida area, stop by and visit. They'd love to have you. Conkey's Outdoors. Houndsman helping houndsman. I can tell you where they was back in there on uh, the second guy, not not Kenny Lee's, but the next one. Buzz. They were across that big field together. I can tell you probably within 100 yards where he treated at. And that's the dog was trying out. Well, so they ain't got nothing we come back up there and they put theirs up and we put Harris come on boys now Bonnie she ain't but like right around two years old she's still young Harris let me show y'all how a dog's supposed to treat a coon I thought oh lord we pulled around there and he dumped old Bonnie out by herself and I mean I'm telling you that they didn't they didn't trail tracks they ran the, out of them I mean this and I'm not talking about run this one trail they they didn't trail nothing i mean i don't they didn't have cold noses but they would treat coons that other dogs but but uh man she hit took a coon down i can tell you right where we was at on that until she wheeled around on the back side of a pond he said now right there he said go in there knock that and out to her now <laughs> I thought, oh, I don't want to do this because I know they were embarrassed. They've treated eight single coons, and they didn't treat a coon. So I knew we didn't want that one. That's how we ended up finding, really getting Clyde, is we we figured out Clyde could. uh, Billy Bell and Billy's daddy was named Bill Bell. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, he, 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 he hunts with Billy now. Yeah, I, I, I live right there well, close to Billy. He works at the same place little Billy works. Oh, he does? Yeah. No, it's not the same place. Oh, it ain't? No, oh, I thought it was. Well, you know, Bill's daddy, the Bell boys, need to know, they need to know what a good dog is <laughs> because their daddy kept Top Hound. He, everybody knew Mr. Mr. Bill. Well, 
I wasn't hunting Billy for some reason. And Mr. Bell needed a dog for a while. I said, I'll loan you, Millie. After he had her a few days, he called me. He said, you know what, Harold? If I had that dog, her name wouldn't be Millie. It would be Queen. She would be sitting in the front seat with me. And he said, that dog there is a country coon. That Billy Bell, I don't even know if she missed maybe one time the whole time they had her up there. And I sold her one time to Tex Moats and uh, a Cullison boy in Illinois. I think she missed one time that whole season. I bought her back. But Millie, uh, she, she wasn't no Bonnie, I mean uh, Rosie. But that Rosie, when she got treed, she was treed, mister. You could come back the next day. She'd stay. But if you had either one of them females, Bonnie or Millie, right now? Yeah. Oh, my Quit God, working. the money. I, I, oh, I, I, no. I couldn't afford them. I'm telling you, <laughs> it, it's... It's Bonnie. Bonnie was a Millie. Millie, she didn't care. Bonnie got she. She could get a little timid, intimidated, or I don't know how you would say it, but she could get her nerves could get her. But now, if she was, if she was, but no baiting her. I mean, it's just she is on both ends. Had a coon when she trade by herself. She could do it both ways with dogs if they wanted. She could outdo them with the pack. If you wanted to pack, if they wanted to pack up with her, they were beat. It didn't make no difference. I mean, she was quick. What one of them? An English dog? No, they, they were too well, well, was that, I, was, I was thinking one of them was an English. Well, now, she, no, was, she Bonnie was a grandpup out of a hardwood bozo. Okay. See, she was. Bonnie was a half sister to Coma. She was out of old Buster. Buster. Hardwood Buster. Buster went back to fly. They looked just alike, except she was little. That was the beginning of the wipeout dogs, wasn't it? That's right. Yep. They looked. Bonnie, uh, like I told you a minute ago, I had three dogs that had the one to win ACHA World Hunt. That Mike had. I, 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 I trained a dog and I had it as a pup. I, did I sell that dog to Barry as a puppy? I give it to him. And I I heard that Barry was going to sell it. And he's, she, he's five months old. And I called Barry and I said, Barry, are you going to sell that pup? He said, yeah. Well, I knew. If I told Barry that I wanted it, he wouldn't have let me pay him for it. So I asked him, if I buy that dog, I can do what I want to with it, Caitlin. He said, yep. I said, all right, I'll take it. You put that pup in a hunt. You remember him staying tree? He was just a little old bitty young thing. The dog was a little bit tight, and he carried a switchblade in his back pocket. <laughs> he was a little bit tough. And so I didn't like him. And I called Mike because I went up there and bred the Mike stud dog. That was his daddy. Hard cash. Fast cash. Fast he had cash. won the world hunt, too, with him. And so. AKC or ACHA. I called, I called Mike. I said, Mike, I got this dog. This dog is your stud dog. 
I've done put too much time in it. I ain't gonna let nobody buy this dog for a few hundred dollars. And if you want this dog, you take him, try him out as long as you want to try him. And uh, I, I take twelve hundred dollars for it. Mm -hmm. And so I met Mike at the World Hunt, and he, I said, just hunt him as long as you wanted to. So Mike hunted the dog. Oh, several months, and he finally, he just sent me a check. And so, like I say, then we, me and Dwayne had this Clyde dog. Now, Dwayne loved Clyde, but Clyde was no pleasure because uh, I believe Clyde was fed uh, atomic bomb or something because when you turned him loose, he was out of the country before you could say good morning. But now, to be honest with you, uh, Clyde... Clyde, like I say, he, he, his, Al Nunnerman told me something one time. He won the world hunt with Eileen, and he said there's something different about a competition dog. Something will happen that you win the world hunt that you could have lost it. He said that when he won the world hunt, that they called timeout and they had an hour to get back. And he went to get Eileen, and he shot his compass back to the railroad. And when he got back to the railroad, he got to hollering. Well, these people wouldn't answer him because they didn't want him to win. Yeah. And he said a fellow lit a cigarette, and he seen the light go on, and he got there in just a few minutes before the time was out. But... Uh, it, it Clyde Clyde's secret was a lot of people didn't give Clyde credit for the tracking ability that Clyde had, but Clyde was a track dog. He was a good one. And but now Hunt, oh Lord! Now like Dwayne was talking about me about Bunny, Clyde, uh, Dwayne, I tell you this: one night me and Doc Tidmore and and uh, Dwayne went hunting. Well, we turned Clyde out, and Buddy, he was no minute or two. He was three just about out of here. Well, it's a long way. We're going to have to walk. I turned old Bonnie out going towards Clyde's. We shot out three coons before we got to Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but, but Clyde, Clyde would get coons that other dogs didn't even know it was in the woods. Right. Because he hunted so fast and wide. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, like I say, he was a pain to hunt. Because you, one thing about it, now we get our dogs ready to hunt. We'll put the collars on them, let them go, and then get our tracker ready. You better get your tracker ready before you turn Clyde loose. But you know, I, I Dwayne Boyd was more like a son to me than just a good guy. Dwayne's always been a good guy. He ain't here right now, so I can say these things. He stepped away for a second. Huh? I said he stepped away for a second. Oh, he's, yeah, he, he stepped out, and he'll be right back. But Dwayne's a good guy. But he had a reason to be good. Because if you ever met his mother, Merle, or his daddy, Sonny, they're both good people. They are. And one thing about one old Dwayne and an old boy hunted with us, his name Ronald Raleigh. Dwayne was just a little old kid, and I think it was Ronald, I'm pretty sure it was. They was up in the grass fighting, and me and Sonny was down there, and 
and Ronald got to wanting some uh, bubble gum that Dwayne had. I think that's what it was. And they got to arguing and fussing over it. Sonny, Dwayne's daddy, got aggravated. He went and took a leather dog leash and went up there and wore Dwayne's slap out. <laughs> but Sonny's a good guy. He is. He really is. But uh, I'm going to rest a minute. Dogs have done been bred to where there's not enough track power, I don't think, in dogs. This is in my opinion now. And they tree hogs. It's, it's not accurate, uh, often enough now that we find really accurate tree dogs. In fact, I hunted with a grand night little dog, English dog, one night. He made 10 trees, didn't see a thing. Now, that dog would lift. I, I couldn't sleep till I could get rid of it the next morning. But somebody needs to get some dogs out there and breed them up. And that there's something wrong with all of them. It's like the wipeout dogs. The wipeout dogs work out better down south than they do up north, a lot better. Mm-hmm. I got a good buddy up up in Indiana, Joe Tetsman. Wipeout dogs don't work out too good up there. But down here, there's a pretty good dog come out of them wipeout dogs. And they go back to, to Hardwood Bozo. And, that's, and the dog, what was that female bear kitty had? Uh, candy. Was that the one she bred to Tacoma? Yeah, he bred candy to Tacoma to, oh, get, oh, okay. to get Zeb. Well, that was the start of them. And I never hunted with Barry but one time, but he can find a coon now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now, now the one thing about Dwayne, Dwayne is good a guy about finding a coon as anybody. And Dwayne hunts with a coon different. He hardly ever uses uh, uh, a red light. A, a red light. He uses a bright light. And you know, I'm thinking about the equipment. When I first started coon hunting, we hunted with a carbide light, and we had a six-cell flashlight. There's nothing a coon will look no better than a carbide light. Carbide light, when you got it on, it flashes the whole tree. And if a coon ever looks, it might. if you have some other kind of light, it might be out, out of range for it. But... A carbide light would shine up the whole tree. And back then, we would uh, go to the junkyard and get brass reflectors off of lights. Some of the old lights back then had brass on them, and they made a better light. But at one time in Alabama, it was against the law to hunt coons with a twenty-two rifle. You had to shoot with a number eight shell. Shotgun. And... Uh, and buddy, I tell you what, what we'd do, one of your buddies would carry a bunch of fours, uh, and shoot, here comes old Wayne. Coming back. But no, you know what? It, uh, getting back talking about different dogs I hunted, and I hunted with Roland Dickey there. Me and Roland were big buddies. Now, Roland there again, like I say, Roland was different, but he was a great guy. You've heard that before. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And Roland, and, and Roland would have been a person, anything he had had to be good. 
He had a world record with a 410 shotgun. He shot 101 skeets without missing. He was, a, and he told when he was hunting junior in the, in the hunts, Roland would get up every morning and he would run a couple of miles. He said, Why get your dog in shape if you don't get in shape? <laughs> Roland got in shape. He was the most competitive person I ever hunted with. Mm-hmm. They couldn't hardly hunt together because they'd about fight half the time. Let, well, let me tell you what one thing happened. One night, me and, and they were Roland, best buddies. We was, me and Roland was hunting. And so we hunted back then, two dogs apiece. And we hunted, and the, my dog. And his two dogs got the tree on one tree, and one of my other dogs was treed down lower. Right before we got to before we got to the tree, Roland's two dogs ran down to my other tree. Roland was blaming me for it. He was giving me hell. And finally, I told him, I said, Roland, look, I didn't come down here because I needed your dog. I got a dog field killing. I don't need your gun. I got a twenty-two rifle. I said, the only reason I come down here is to be with you. And Roland come over there and put his arm around my neck. He kissed me on my neck and he said, hey, buddy, let me tell you something. If I didn't go to bed tonight, I'd wake up there the next morning. I'd feel like an SB all day long. <laughs> but now Roland was one of a kind. Like I say, I could tell some things, if, but I don't know if he he would probably want to put them on there, so I won't do it. But I went with him when he when he bought uh, Amos. Amos, Amos. I had a, I had a sister, Amos, which they said she was better than Amos. Now I, I never hunted with Amos, but we went to Kentucky. We was at the motel room, and all of a sudden. Uh, Roland jumped up and he said, you know what? I left that money down there in the front seat of my car truck and a paper sack. He went and left $15,000. He goes downstairs. Yoder Nylon has long been known for producing the highest quality briar-proof products on the market. Now they've formed a partnership with Razor Hunting Gear to produce all Razor's new hunting products. Razor has a wide selection of products from competition belts, chest rigs, strap vests, to hunting jackets. These products look as well as they perform. Razor Hunting Gear, designed by coon hunters for coon hunters. Razor Hunting Gear's newest products are now available for order. You can find a link in the description box below. pants come back with it next day that that boy come come to the motel and Roland bought it dogs didn't sell nothing like that then no that's but Roland didn't care what anything cost as long as it was good mm-hmm. but me and Roland had a lot of a lot the of Parker boys together. you know the Parker boys from south down they the ones that done a lot of winning with him later what was the old man that the Parker boys hunted for what was his name they, we, won, we won with a walker dog, too. Yeah, Radar. They won the world hunt with Radar. Eddie Parker and Bob. Bob. Oh, around Ozark. Ozark. Yeah. yeah. And remember, there was an old man that they pushed the money. I don't know. Or I 
I about know they did. You know, I think I think they didn't they pour some straws on on the bluegrass tables. I don't even know her. No, they did regular. But if 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 they did pull them, that's a good stock of dogs. Yeah, there was a lot of them dogs around here back then. That was out of that uh, a dog old boy had down near uh, Montgomery, and uh, I. Evans Red Joe, Red Man Joe. Evans Red. Joe. He, he he was a he was a good stud dog. What was that boy's name? He's back hunting some now. Is yeah, he bought because he was going to buy Ronald's female, and from Ronald Center, wherever. Man, uh, was that? He's a good old boy too. Oh, uh, whatever. He he owned the shoe place, didn't he? You know, I can't remember. But I know he's back hunting some. It was a year or so, two years ago. Uh, but yeah, but Joe was a good dog too. They they won some with him. Well, the, I, let me tell you what I did about blue guy. That's a little female I had that was a mate to Amos. Uh, there's the best looking fella in Alabama walking out the back door, Mister Bill. <laughs> he's a good one. But anyway, uh, them dogs had noses you couldn't believe. And I had a boy that come down to try the dog. So he come down there and we turned the dog loose. Van Meter. Do you remember Van Meter? That, his name was Van Meter. From up, I used and to have a lot of good Van Meter. Turned his dog loose. The dog went way in there. I said, that dog should have struck right there. He said, there ain't no coon there. I said, yeah. I, I turned her out. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's about that time she fell tree. I went down to the tree, and he did too. I shined a light up. He said, that ain't no coon. I said, well, whatever it is, it's going to hit the ground. <laughs> so I shot it out. Sure enough, it's a coon. But Blue Gal, because she... she she had a nose on her. Oh, she my been, She would have been one of them uh, automatic ones nowadays. Mm-hmm. She could she could get out on her. And ever how she did it, I don't know to this day. I don't know. But she could get out on her. She was going to get open, what, 200 yards? No, every time. Easy. And, and whether it was a cone or whatever, she turned it into a cone, whatever it was. Uh, she's hard to call though. You had to really, you had to really know dog. You didn't. Uh, there was a boy that hunted with Harold, the boy that got killed in that car wreck. Yeah, he could, he could call that female oh. every time she hit, and, and she would have been a big winner. She's a hunter down a hunter. She's wild, just but the tree. She's hard to call on the tree. I yeah. couldn't call her. I, she barked a lot. It all kind of run together, you know. Well, well you know the jip I got now. Uh, Roscoe, he hunts her. He he's had her ever since I bought her, and he said that card will tree as many coons as any dog if you hunt her by herself. He would rather depend on her having a coon and treat a coon as any dog, but he can't call her. But that old boy, I guarantee you, he could have called her. He was the best there was. I don't know why he. Yeah, he, and me and Roscoe was, was supposed to meet him hunting that night. I remember. And we would hunt that down at uh, uh, Kenny Lee's. And, and me and him were sitting under a, 
the trees there, and I said, you know what? When we die and go to hell, won't it be something we could just get up and say, hey, let's go to Indiana unless it's dogs run a while. <laughs> he said, I don't think we'll be thinking about dogs then. I said, you know what? She's probably right. But he had a pretty good little old dog, didn't he? Oh, yeah. She drink, he drank good. Remember, I he, he didn't had no, he didn't have no heart. Yeah, I remember he, he was from Texas. He, he had moved up here for just. Yeah, but he he was he he was another one that was different. But you know what? I I've got another guy that I that I spent a lot of time with. Oh, Buck Cannon. Now Buck Cannon, I knew what five generations of them bucks, but. You know, we got two, we got two kinds of liars. You got liars that are lying on somebody that, that'll hurt them. And then you got liars that try to make you feel good with a lie. Well, I hunted with old Buck's daddy. I hunted with Buck. I hunted with Buck's son. I hunted with Buck's grandson. Every one of them, they're my buddies, but the good people, they would feel what what did his son say about that owl? Oh, it turned his head. It turned his neck. Yeah, kept turning his neck. That up. was his grandson. Yeah, till it popped his head off or something. Yeah, he popped his head off. He kept turning his head, going in circles. And, that, and this little old boy, he twelve years old. He's done. Hey, right. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, this was a good one. So Harold was hunting Buck Hannon at this time, and I don't know it probably what. Uh, when y'all was working together, what 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 years would that have been? Can't even remember when I was born. <laughs> anyway, him and Harold comes in from coon hunting. They they in a car, and they come in from coon hunting, and they coming down the road, and there's this this old dog laying there, and uh, this may not make it, but I hope it does. It's kind of funny. It would ten years, fifteen years ago, but anyway, so they. Uh, coming by that dog, and I'm, I hope I tell it like it was, but Harold said, Man, Buck, I wish you'd have run over that dog. Oh, God. That, that dog. I was going to tell that. Go ahead. That dog. Go ahead. You better tell it. Well, anyway, me and Buck come in. He had an old Plymouth that had a straight exhaust on it. And my, it was hot weather. The dog was laying out there in the road where it was cool. And I said, Buck, I wish you would have run over that dog. I said, that old dog runs my daughter every time she goes to school. I have to go to school every morning. She's scared of that dog. Well, I put my dog in the pen, and I heard something go, pow, 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 pow. I said, oh, Lord. Buck's shot that dog. And it was already daylight, and we both had to work that day. Well, I heard old Buck take off. I said, been a minute. I hear him coming back. Oh, oh, oh. He made the round. He, he made a round come back. That afternoon, I caught up. I went out there to look. Blood was all in the ground floor there. Dogs are gone. And I said, Buck, why did you come back? He said, well, I didn't want nobody to know I shot the dog. I just went to run it off. Run over it, make everybody think he'd run he over it. come back around and run over it. <laughs> He but shot it first, and then he went, made a circle, come back around, and run over where they think somebody <laughs> run over the dog. But I tell you, another thing old Buck done. When him and his wife and kids would come to the house on Sunday, the kids wouldn't open the door. They'd come out the window. 
wow, old Buck, he was pretty wild himself, you know that. Oh, man. Hey, 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 hey. hey, they, hey. They'd, burn you, they'd burn you. They thought you was doing something. And they, they wasn't too much past going around there and burning your vehicle to the ground. You'd come back to your truck and it'd be a frame sitting there. <laughs> they thought somebody was stealing their dogs one night. And them old boys, now, I, I, mean, I ain't saying it definitely happened, but I know a truck got burned and and I, I, I ain't, you know, I ain't going to try to get nobody in trouble, but I'm just saying that they didn't play around. Them old boys was rough, buddy. They, and Buck Hannon, he was about half crazy. He one night, Bob, wasn't it a bobcat or something on the bridge? Yeah. He jumped out going to try to corner this bobcat. Up he had the boys running with him. We're on leave for the nut house. <laughs> and in fact, this old boy told me, he said, you know what? They know all cool hunters are crazy. <laughs> he said, I got papers to prove I am. <laughs> well, I, and I agree with him. We're all different. That's what makes us all unique. And do what? That's what makes us all unique. You know what? I always heard you know, I talked about my grandkids. Uh, I'm blessed to have all my grandkids. They, every one of them are good. I got one of them, this college uh, college professor. He likes about a month of getting all of his and then have a doctor's degree. I got another they, grandson. They knew he was going to be. The, it was funny when he was a kid. He, he They lived with Harold, but they were building a house. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, what was it y'all always would, would crack? Because he was always a brain. Oh, oh, and everybody, nobody could hardly talk to him because he was so smart. I mean, and they knew he wasn't but nine, ten years old, and they knew he was going to be something. You know, they they didn't know what. Hey, he's in Colorado. He, he ended up all my grandkids. I got like I say, I got seven of them. All of them bared off good. Every one of them, my husband's got good jobs. Uh, are they, uh, I got one grandson that's a diesel mechanic, and I got one grandson. Uh, he's a bodybuilder. And, he won the Alabama and, then, and then I got a granddaughter that's married to a good guy. Uh, so I got some good people in my family. I've been blessed. Clean. You tell me, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Let me, let me tell you here on it. Um, so, I've been hunting with Harold for, I'm 52, at least 40 years. I know at least 40. Well, I know them five teeth going right there, that was when I was 13. Yeah. And I'd been hunting with him a good while, so at least 40, 42 years probably. But First time I, I, I'd seen Harold, we would see him when he hunted by himself. He wouldn't, he wouldn't hardly ever go with his dogs, but you'd hear him treeing coons all the time, and he'd, he'd let them run tree a coon, and he'd, he'd go down the road. If he was by himself, holler him out, take him somewhere else, tree another coon. He had two back then named Penny and Dixie, and they were kind of like a pair, and, and they were just, they were, you know, back, I mean, it, you didn't go to sleep trees. I mean, that was just, what was a sleep tree, you know? Right. That, I mean, but, so we down, we was hunting Oak Muggy. You know how rough it is down there. Well, 
Everybody was on CB radios back in. Everybody had a CB. You know, and 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 the thing was, you didn't want to get on that radio until you had your coon or two in the truck, and then you could brag a little bit. You know, yeah, we done caught one or two. If you didn't catch nothing, you wasn't hearing nobody on that on that radio talking. Anyway, this old guy, which I didn't know him real well, Bela Smith and Bob Abney, which I knew Bob, you know Bob from up there, he sits around the Coleman Club a lot. Old man, funny. Anyway. They get over on the Dinky Line. You've hunted where the Dinky Line is, and it used to be that road was awful. And they, you know, I'd never seen a big four-wheel drive truck. Everybody had two-wheel drives. That, you know, you might have money to have no, and this guy had this big old uh, Ford jacked up, and they done got that thing buried. And when I'm telling you buried, I'll tell you real quick about it. They've they brought a regular wrecker in. It about flips the wrecker over. My daddy has his truck tied to it. Harold has his truck tied to it. And they got two or three trucks. I know two for sure, Daddy and Harold's. And they can't, this thing ain't moving an inch. And then they call and they get a regular wrecker. Well, Harold's going to take Bela to Tuscaloosa to get a wrecker. Well, I don't know who Harold is. He's in a little old red, little old Datsun, little old five-speed. And he had he always keeps a big worn winch on the front. He's going to have a winch. And he had him some buckshot tires back in. That was the thing, buckshot tires. Well, he'd come up there. He wouldn't walk all the way up to that truck where we was at. And he told him to get out of the way. He was coming around. Now, he's in a little bitty Datsun, and this big old Ford's just... It ain't it's, it ain't moving, and finally they convince him, you know, now nah, you ain't you can't come around, Harold. Well, finally Harold's gonna take Bela to Tuscaloosa. So they leave a little while. We sitting there. We've done build up a big fire, and they all, you know, like I say, I'm ten, eleven years old, and they all cutting up. We see a light come at the end of that linky line, you know, over railroad track. So people will know what I'm talking about. It's just a straight line, and we see a light. And then we see somebody walking up the road. We're like, what in the world? You know, what's going on here? Well, comes on up through there. And it's and it's that Bela Smith, the one that had the truck. Well, old David Bush, he hunted with Harold. He was with Harold. And David asked Bela, said, well, hey, where's Harold? He said, he's up there laying on the side of the road dead. What do you mean he's up there on the side of the road, Daddy? I, I cut his throat. Well, I'm 10, 11 years old. And I'm, I'm done running over by my daddy. And I done got up again. I'm like, what in the world? This man's done killed somebody. And he's like, he's he's like ill. I'm guessing they done got into it. I don't know what's happened. Harold's burnt the clutch out in his truck. So it ain't moving. This broke down up on the side, up on 726. So now we load up in my dad's truck. And they take off, and they go get a regular wrecker, bring it down there. We hook that thing up, and it about flips it over. The front wheels, I mean, it's rearing up, and it ain't moving it. They ended up, now I don't, they go on, and, and end up the next day, they had to go get an 18-wheeler one to come back in there and get that truck out. So, like I said, we don't know really Harold, never talked to him. We've seen him, heard his dogs a bunch of times, you know. And uh, so we got to figure out 
we got Harold's truck broke down. How are we going to get it to the house? <laughs> so he's got that foreign winch, and we finally we tie that, or they do, they tie it to the back of my daddy's truck with that with that winch. And we coming up <laughs> coming up through there, and we getting on the interstate, and I, I'll never forget it. And Daddy, Daddy's like, David Bush has done got up in the, up there with us. We're packed in both vehicles. And if you've ever been with Harold, he, he, he's driving, but he sleeps about halfway home. And he's driving. <laughs> I mean, he, 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 no lie. I ain't lying to you. And well, that wreck, I, I was asleep then, but I wasn't driving. You wasn't driving. <laughs> but uh, so uh, my daddy said, David, what's this man doing? Got to look, and old Harold's about to pass us. <laughs> he's done slung shot out here beside us, with the, and he's tied to us. Mm. <laughs> we get him finally. We get him to the house, and, and you know, I'm I'm just laughing my head off. You know, it's for all of it's funny to me, and that's how I got. We got to talking Harold, me and Ronald, mm-hmm. and Ronald didn't have license. And hey, when I'm telling you we hunted every night, we'd be at Harold's whatever time he told us to be there, we'd be there. We'd get in that little old Datsun, all three of us, and, and that's what he would do. We'd always stop at Burger Burger King was my favorite place. I wanted to stop at Burger King all the time. So we, we'd stop at Burger King in Tuscaloosa, right there on McFarland. And Harold would get whatever he was eating, and he'd throw that thing in first gear, and we'd pull out there on McFarland. And he'd go from first to fifth. And that thing would go. I mean, you could hear vowels and it'd just be a bucking and a jerking. And we'd go up at, and I don't know how we would get up the ramp. And I mean, Finally made it. and I'd be, I'd be looking at Ronald like, what's this man doing? You know, I'm, I, I, man, he's going to tell you because I didn't you know what was going on. I ain't bothered him. He ain't no more. And then, and for long we're doing eighty five, <laughs> flying down the roads, you know. But I mean that's that's how. And, and one time he he had uh, he he had he he had a, always had the four wheelers behind us when well, we coming across the river bridge there at Tuscaloosa, and state trooper pulls us over. And Harold would always jump out and try to be their buddy and tell them, hey, I know what he's got me for. Well, Harold jumped out and went back there telling him something about the tag light or something. I don't remember exactly what it was. And that trooper, he looked and he said, no. He said, I don't know what's going on. He said, but buddy, you got fire coming from the front of your truck all the way out behind this trailer. He said, I don't know what it is. He said, fire is everywhere. <laughs> Harold's winch cable done come all the way loose mm. and was run through under the truck all all the way back there. Just something all the time. You know, you was talking about Burger King. Dwayne, <laughs> when he was a kid, he he was easy to bass. He oh, was real yeah. bashful. Really well, bad. we we pulled at Burger King, and that's where old Dwayne always won't eat without mayonnaise. Oh, he don't like mayonnaise. So he was standing in front of me because I was going to pay the bill. 
And there was two big old ladies in back of me. A little boy. And so I said, I'm going to get old Dwayne. And all of a sudden, I started running across the floor. Made like and I stomping something. And he squalled one, out like one them ladies, squall. What is it? I said, a big old bug. I looked around and out the door, Dwayne went. And them two ladies was right behind it. Funny thing was, he, he, he stomped the floor and he like had it like he was holding something under his foot. And he said, man, he said, I tell you what, you don't never see them things this far south. And them women looked at, hey, they were right behind me. I hit the door and they, I was embarrassed. They were scared. The little old boy had a little old boy. He grabbed hold of one of them's leg. And Harold, you know, he's just thinking this is a funny. Oh, one more real quick one. So we we meeting Harold one evening, and like he was telling you, he he's gonna be on time. He expects you to be on time. It don't get no once or twice. You fist and get chewed out. You're gonna be embarrassed, you know. So we're sitting there this evening, <clears throat> me and old boy tell a story. Now Harold could tear up some stuff. I, I'd hate to know how how many thousands of dollars in vehicles and. Stuff he's tore up, just careless. He just, it's just Harold. Mm-hmm. So we were sitting there waiting on him one evening, and he's 45 minutes, hour, he ain't here. And it's like, we're fishing, we're, we like, you know, we didn't have cell phones, so we didn't, have, we didn't know where he was at. So we start to get in the truck, and we, we walk back down to the truck. <clears throat> And we we seen him turn the curve up there where he lived over there, coming this way. And I'm looking at that truck, and I'm thinking, something just don't look right. He comes on down through there, and it, tell you something that Harold taught me a long time ago. And you, when I say it, you, it's like bingo in your head. But he comes down through there, and he's got this one of them over over the top of you truck campers on, you know, them beggings. Mm-hmm. And that thing is turned sideways on his truck. <laughs> and the whole side of it is just demolished. And I was like, my goodness, Harold. You know, I was just a kid. What happened to that thing? And he said, but you ought to see Burger King. <laughs> he doesn't run it, run it under the, the uh, uh Drive through, <laughs> tore half the building down. Hey, Dwayne, I want to use a fixed thing. Dwayne, do you remember old Tom? One time when me and you and Tom was going hunting down to down below, uh, uh, almost down below Greg County, we pulled into a uh, uh, what was it, uh? Yeah, I think it was Burger King too, actually. No, I, I no, no, it was it, it was a Hardest. Was a Hardest? That Hardest is still there. Well, we was going well to anyway, go. we pulled in there a Hardest on a large size, of- and uh, yeah, and I, so I I said, look, I'll just go to the bathroom. Y'all go ahead and order. And said, and back then I always paid for you know kids because they didn't have no money. And so he paid my way. And so I'd hate to know how much he's paid. I come back around and I said, just put it all on one bill. And we got outside, Dwayne was dying laughing. I said, What's laughing? Old Tom was known to be tight. He said, You know, he said, make mine king size. Yeah, he he had done ordered he had done ordered a little small, just nothing. And when Harold told him put it on his 
He told that woman, he said, just king size that was mine. <laughs> I, I was, I about fell out. I was like, I was not believing. Just, and I mean, it was just like, but we knew, we knew that's how it was. Right. And he did it right in front of Harold and, and me. And it was like, <laughs> no big deal, you know? I mean, it's just, make that thing king size, he said. But you know, you're talking about old David Bush. <clears throat> old David and I was hot one night, and we were sitting on the tailgate. And a little old rabbit come by. He picked that rabbit up. He brought his wife crazy. He carried it home and put it under the cover. <laughs> she liked to kill David. <laughs> well, David went and killed a bullfrog one time. He come back and he put that bullfrog on that pillar and woke her up. And she was looking at that bullfrog. <laughs> She's a good good lady, a sweet lady. Yeah. And over, over, David told her one day, he said, look, I want to kill that rabbit out there in that brush pile. How about you coming out there and jumping up and down on it and run it out and I'll shoot it? She said, David, I don't want to do that. He said, well, if you'll just go ahead and feed my dogs, I won't do it. <laughs> so the next day, David said, come on, let's go. I want you to jump up down on that brush pile. Let me shoot that rabbit. She said, David, I don't want to do it. He said, well, go ahead and feed my dog. <laughs> well, she went and fed him again. Well, the next thing happened. The next day, David told her to come and jump up down on the brush pile. She said, you can shoot that rabbit. Do whatever you want. I'm not going to jump up down on that uh, brush pile. But, you know, gosh, you know, you stop thinking about old coon hunters as you've been on. We all a bunch of nuts. Mm-hmm. It's you like gotta that, be crazy. It's like that crazy guy I mean, said. Either. He had papers to prove he is crazy. <laughs> there's some good people, but there's there's well, there's you always heard that saw story that these kids nowadays though y'all y'all know it. They ain't tough. No. I mean you don't. They ain't, you know they's a few your age, but these kids ain't. Tough is, I mean, you can see it dwindling, and a lot of people see it trying to trying to boost it, which is good. But these kids nowadays just ain't got that, uh, and uh, they just ain't got that killer in them. I don't know. I, I mean, I you know, I, I'd run through the woods, hoop. They tell you, buddy, when the dogs treed, I'd oh, leave there a hooping and a hollering and running as hard as I could run. I tried to outrun everybody to the tree. I, I was real competitive. I mean, I didn't care what it was. I was going to try to beat you. And run on them, I'd, I'd outrun them. And, and they knew if they, we had a coon or not because I'd be oh, just hollering. I'd be laying on my back down there hollering. And, you know, uh, but, I mean, you know, you go riding the road nowadays. How many kids you see riding? Go out on Christmas morning. You don't say no cowboy guns. Nothing. The kids just, I tell you what, if a man want to make a a fortune, he builds artificial thumb. Because these kids watching these TV games, they're going to wear out their thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I've hunted with some good guys. And it's like one night being on Roland. He called me and rolled a dicky. He said, "Hey, Ray Johnson. Ray Johnson had a dog called uh, Diamond Jim, I believe the dog's name was. 
and he said he's down here but he done sold Jim to uh, Buddy Gilbert he said he's got a dog down here on trial he wants me and you to go up with it well it was on Wednesday and I spoke to church that night I said well I'll come down there so I went down there and Dwayne and knowing he had his own judge already picked there. Well, we've got competition on it. <laughs> well, Roland always had an edge. So we started hunting. Wouldn't be long, me and Roland got three, three or four cubs. And old Ray Johnson reached out with his dog leash. He said, I'm in the wrong ball field with the wrong dog. <laughs> he said, this dog going back. Well, went on up there. I turned, we turned loose again. This little female I had, she was half English and half walk. She treated again. We shot a light up there. She had to cut. Roland said, you win. Let's go. Well, there's a, I can think of the guy's name. I, this old boy, he went back and sold. I, I, I don't know if it was Dave Brand Hoover back then or not. It might have been. See, a lot of these guys, a lot of people's not going like now. No, they Leon Childers, he knew a lot of people that, that Harold knew that up hit their way with, right. with Junior Jackson, a bunch of them. Knew uh, a lot of these old guys that Harold's talking about that were, you know, back then, like Harold was the uh, president of the English Association. What oh, was Junior's brother's name? Doug. Doug? Yeah. You know what? I knew Doug Jackson. He, Doug was, I was one of the few people I met just one or two times, but I liked him. And, and I, me and Judy never even talked, I don't believe. But me and uh, J.C.S. was good friends. But, you know, I, I admired uh, uh, Junior. I was one day uh, sitting pretty close to Junior, and he was telling everybody, Somebody around there, how much he loved his daddy. And I, I wish that I had a tape. It, it's, it's always stuck with me. We look on Junior as being an old, rough, tough-looking guy. Uh, he had a tender spot for old daddy. Yeah, and I've heard them both talk about their daddy uh, a lot before. You know, when he, they, they thought the world of their daddy. Did you do a thing with them? No, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to work on. Get one up with them. I've been talking I've been talking to Doug's son quite a bit. We we're trying to to set something up to get Junior and Doug sat down to do this. I'd I'd love to go up there. Man, I, 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 I don't know Doug, like, Doug will even remember me. And I'm, I'm oh, he sure will. will. Yeah, he does. Because he knew Dwayne and me and Dwayne. It was Dwayne and Harold. It wasn't Harold and Dwayne. It was Dwayne and Harold. <laughs> me and Barry Kitty hunt together quite a bit, and he was telling me a story. Uh, that Junior and Doug had told them. Hey, y'all, this is Tyler, your host of Coon Hunting University. I'm here to talk to you about extreme dog fuel. Whether you're looking for a 3020, 2420, 2618, or 2212, they have any type of food that us coon hunters need. I'd like to issue a thank you to them for making Coon Hunting University podcast possible. So go to extremedogfuel.com and find a retailer near you and give them a try. I love it. I've been blown away. I swapped to the 3020, and I honestly hadn't looked back. I mean, I love it. I really do. And I encourage everyone to go over there to extremedogfuel.com, check them out, find a retailer near you read all about it you'll see why i swapped to extreme dog fuel i think right before he graduated or 11th 12th grade year junior quit 
It's cool. Well, he was working. And he never told his parents that he quit. That he quit. And I'm going to try to get this as accurate as I can. It's, he would come home every day from work about the same time that Doug school and their stuff. other boy would get home from school. Well, he had right. checked the mail. <laughs> They'd send something home in the mail. Oh, he'd try to cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> well, one day his dad was sick or something. He stayed home from work and he, he caught he the mail. He got the mail first. Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, he said that uh, he didn't say nothing. They, they'd done the usual and uh, sat down that evening to have dinner. And he asked, the dad asked each one of them, how was school today? He asked, I think the youngest one first. He, he told him. Then he asked Doug. Doug told him where he got to junior. About the time Junior went to talking, that old, their old man grabbed him and got him with the fire out of And them other boys knew it, Doug, and the, uh, the other boy knew it, and he he made them stay home from school the next day or that weekend and hand, uh, hand Doug a basement, an entire basement. But I think he was pretty hard on They grew up, I believe, in Bristol, Tennessee. And I think far from where, I, where my family grew up. And then moved up towards Ohio before, I think, by the time Doug, or right before Doug graduated. And that's how they got, they stayed that way. here. Hey, the hunt was a lot better in Ohio than, yeah, that, that, <laughs> than right. Bristol, Bristol, Tennessee. So, that's, that's two, two men I'd love to get on. Oh, I did. Yeah, you know, I've always had a special place. I'd like to have got one with J.C. Ellis, too. Mom and Daddy. It's like Dwayne. He's got two great parents. Yeah. Oh, uh, you can't beat them. Anybody knows eight, them, loves them to death. He's eight, he's eight with us. I believe Dwayne was adopted, <laughs> but uh, or, or he must have been left on the doorstep. <laughs> but anyway, it goes. They're good people. It's like a, I got a good friend named Jamie Tilly. Now Tilly is one of these people that I've got about five of them. They'll tell you the truth about a dog. It might not be exactly like they say, uh, like they tell you, but they it's believe be exactly like they, they think believe it is. Yeah, and there's very few people that I would take their word on a dog because I say things different. It's like I just bought a dog a few few years ago, and I give five thousand for. Well, everybody I call and my friends about her, what well, I ask them about, her, oh, she's great, good dog, good dog. Well, what well, I didn't have her two days. I knew she wasn't quite exactly what they telling me, <laughs> but they were honest. That's what they thought. What they thought. Everybody sees it just a little bit but, different. But well, then two or two, a lot of people ain't hunted that that real dog and know what standards to hold it to. Yeah. Uh, until you, you know, and another thing, I mean, you've talked about this, and Harold too. You look at people 25 years ago, if they hunted sorry dogs then, yeah. they're probably hunting sorry dogs now. And if they had top dogs 25 years ago, they're going to have a top. They might not have a great one at that time, but they're striving to get that one. Right. And, and you know, you go on. I know people cut UKC or whatever, but, you know, uh, you'll see the same over and over. And it's like something's got to ring the bell or something. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. until you've – I tell you, and, and, and 
if people's honest with you, uh, I look back, uh, Clyde probably taught me more about coon hunting. Harold taught me a lot, but far as dogs and what to, you know, what to look for, what to look for, and drawing these dogs, and I'm looking at these magazines used to sit. Man, I couldn't wait for that cooner, and I'd flip through that thing, and every one of them in there was great. Man, I'm like, I want one of these dogs. Well, then when I was got to where you know I couldn't afford it, and Harold paid the way all the time. But Clyde got to where he could pay the way. Oh, he paid our way for a lot of time. time. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we started traveling in, and I would hunt with these dogs in the magazine, and I'm thinking, man, that ain't the dog they, they putting in that magazine. <laughs> that, is, this a, yeah, is that a different dog? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just, like we say, it's, it's what you've, you know, you see these it's like we used to hunt with this little old boy and his family was educated and we knew we knew that kid was going to college but what you know my family wasn't college people I man I didn't know more thinking about college and I mean when I got out of school I went to one of the roughest places you could probably go to work at that time mm-hmm. and college but this kid was a few while well, he seven, eight years younger than me, we knew the whole time, hey, I mean, he's, gonna he's going to college. Right. I mean, that 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 was just just like talking about breeding dogs. I mean, the family was bred that way for my family or, you know, maybe yours or whoever, you know. We would just get a job, go to work, and scramble to make it best you could. And if you made it, you did, you know, uh, Paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. where you see these people that you just know they'll strive. They're gonna get. Well, you know, Wayne, I had that friend of mine that was a world uh, champion chicken fighter, yeah, Ray Alexander. Alexander. Ray Alexander. Yeah. Ray fought in the Philippines. He fought everything. He had a saying: "Good to compare to what." That's right. That's what you're talking about. See, I got run. I say, don't ever eat no homemade ice cream or don't ever have a rosy. Because you'll never be happy with ice cream. Unless it's you remember how y'all used to laugh at me? They used to, hey, I could go through the dogs, buddy. And they would, they would, they would, it was a joke behind my, which I knew it. They, I, I knew that. But uh, I'd get the dog on, on Thursday evening and, Harold and them say he won't make it till Sunday, <laughs> and most of the time he wasn't going to. No. I'd hey, but but you know you always said one thing. I ain't gonna try a dog because I won't buy it. Yeah, you ain't gonna. I mean, I, I always wanted and all the dogs ever bought. I just buy them because I mean, just bought. How many times you gonna go? If you go try one out, you're gonna look at everything. Well, now you know you're looking for a reason not to buy. Buy it. I That's probably over right. heart at Leesburg a while. He owned that dog called Heart Silver Joe. And he had the first dog to make a Walker Hall of Fame named Hearts Quake. Over was a good guy. But uh, hell, I don't even know what I think about now. But Ogle, y'all got, y'all, 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 everybody listen to this. Oh, Harold here is 91 and a half years old. And it's just amazing to me, as sharp as his mind 
still is. I I mean, seriously, sitting here looking at you, you don't look 20 years ago. Don't well, look I got here. that swag. You got that swag. I got that swag. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. It says swag. Hey. But yeah. I, tell you, I tell you a saying you told me one time, Harold, and uh, it, Mason's like my other kid. I mean, I, man, he, this boy's done so much for me and helped me since I've been down. Everybody, I, I got Roscoe. You got him. He, he, if he, you ever get where you can hunt again, he'll be there. Yep. Well, that's like Roscoe. He, he's, he is me, Harold. Well, well, you know when I was with you, it's time. And but anyway, uh, you know we get older and and things start. You'll say you're still. He's not got a family, or nothing yet. But things start hitting you different. Mm-hmm. And you and you, uh, you know, when you're your age and, and you're not this way, but a lot of boys are all macho and this and that. But different things mean. Different, yeah. Different Once it gets, you, you start getting, and Harold used to tell me, he he he, he told me one time that he, he didn't want his son to coon hunt. He said, I don't want him because he, he's going to miss his family. Yeah. A lot of missed time. He, I mean, seriously, he told me this. He missed out a lot. I've, I've lot had of, a, a lot of cute relationships. That's, yeah. He, that's, he, uh, he tells me if he ever finds a woman that, that he loves as much as coon hunting, he'll marry her. Well, i tell you what. I'll give him Jerry's telephone number. She, 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 she wants me to cool up. She ain't but 84, 86. That is. Do you want it? <laughs> I'll tell uh, you. You know what? Let me, hang on. Let me get to that. that well, I was going to tell you something that you told me one time. And this has stuck with me. And, and if everybody will listen to this, it's, it's something that, that if you really think about it, it's true. He told me one time, I, I'm one of these that, well, you've seen how I've been about this water heater. I ain't been asleep in two days fooling with a stupid water heater. It just, you know how I am. I mean, I get stuff on my mind, and it's just, I got to I got to do it then. I can't wait till tomorrow. I mean, but anyway, I don't remember what was going on back at this time. And and I'm, I, I, I like I said, because we're going to figure out why in a minute what, what I'm talking about. And, uh. Something was bothering me. I don't remember, and I I I could always go to Harold, and he can make sense of a lot of things to me. You know, I mean, hell, he's been down that road ahead of me. He's lived through it, and uh, I don't remember what. Like I'm telling you, you know, man, I when I started out, I was like making eight dollars and something an hour, and me and my wife at the time, we were just, you know, I mean, I thought we were living high on horse. You know, but anyway, Harold told me, he said, he said, Dwayne, he said, listen, he said, whatever, whatever it is, he said, if money can fix it, you ain't got no problem. Mm-hmm. I, I, I taught my kids that. And you think about that, you know, you, your car's tore up, money can fix that. Yeah. But now your, your mama's laying over about to die, money can't fix that. Right. You, something with your family, your Somebody, you know, money can't fix that. I tell a lot of people every day, they, they go to complain or something to do the worst, something like us. And I tell them, I said, if, if that's the worst part of my day, I'll be all right. Yeah. And you, think you, about you, it. you know what? There's a lot of good people in this world. There's a lot of 
horses tooties. <laughs> and you need to surround yourself with good people. And, you know, like Wayne said, you can go to a man's house, if he's ever had one good dog, he won't ever be happy till he gets a dog pretty close to that. Well, I'm going to die pretty quick, but I'll never have a dog that'll ever suit me. I've never, the Rosie come as close to suit me as any dog I ever had. And I'll never own another Rosie. Very few people ever will. Because she was, she was just unbelievable. That dog was unbelievable. You've had uh, some good ones, though. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's just been a lot of good. I, I mean, I tell you, them, them two females, I, 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 like we was talking long ago. You know, we all here sitting here talking about coon hunting. And in the early part of my life, I got to be honest, coon hunting was too important. It was me, too I, much. Me too. I, I look back like you're talking about. I can look back with Logan and Abby and see things that now I'm like, dang it, man. We should have done different. Why should've, did I do should've that? Should have been there. Why didn't I die? Just you, you know what? Not, you know, I thought, I mean, Friday, he'll tell you, Friday and Saturday night, I, I didn't care if it was coming a thunderstorm. I'd say, Harold, just get me down there. I, I'll go to the, just get me there. I don't care. That storm ain't going to bother me. Rain ain't going to bother me. When I could have just that one night wasn't gonna make that dog or no difference, you know. Yeah. I'm and, the same way. When I get it in my head, I think if if I don't go, then my my day's ruined. Hey, uh, this is no lie. When, when we were kids, me and Ron and them, if that dog got treed in there and we didn't get to you it, you got to it. Oh, I I thought he will never tree again for me. Mm-hmm. We one night, me and Ronald, my daddy was laid up in the hospital. It was 12 degrees, y'all, and it had snowed the night or two before this. And my daddy wasn't wanting me to, he wasn't wanting me to go. He was like, y'all crazy, y'all going to treat nothing, whatever. Well, we go down there, we're on Highway 219 at 14 mile marker there where the big cornfield used to be. We used to ease in behind there, that'd be our first drop. We was going to tread coon there every time. Well, Little old dog, I had I had a pretty good little old dog. Really didn't know it. I was just a kid. Daddy had bought him for me. My dad would, mom would, they kept me a, a dog. They I mean you know they want. Daddy said if I can keep him in the woods, what you know, same story. Everybody's heard it. But anyway, this dog, I think they run a deer. But back then you didn't want nobody to know your dog no. run a deer. And you, you didn't want to tell about a slick tree. Oh, no. Or if no. there's any growling in the box, that ain't my dog. That's yours. That ain't mine. You know, stuff like that. But anyway, I tell you who was with it was Ron Dawson's, uh, Charles Dawson's uh, son-in-law. What was his name? He was over there, and them dogs got together, and they got to running a deer. I don't know. Well, mine fell off in there and got treed. And it had it had rained and then got to snow, and it had flooded Oak Muggy Creek which is on down 219, too. And it, I may tell you, it was 12 degrees. And we got in there, and we got to where we couldn't tell where the bank was. The water was out of the banks. Me and Ronald tied two dog laces, snapped them together, snapped them around our arms to each other. I ain't but like 
12 or 13. This is stupid. This this is stupid. But anyway, and everybody on here can tell the same stories I'm fixing to tell. When we go in that in there and we and the water is just rushing up there. It's frozen in a lot of places, but where it's flooding and it can't it ain't stopping. We find an old tree in the water and we we tie them leashes and we put our hands down on that tree and the water is just carrying our legs up behind us. It's right when the first frog legs come out. You could them things were so hard you couldn't hardly walk in them, but we thought them, they were the best thing going, you know. Our legs is flying behind us back here. We're holding on to that tree. When we, we get on across there, and if old Terry's story, you remember old Terry, tough, if he hadn't have got to looking for us, and we was we was five miles from our truck, we were frozen. We would have died probably, no doubt. We hear him out in the highway later on hollering, and we get to get going back that way. Now, we're, we're in water now, chest deep. Well, Ronald, he said, uh, whew, that felt good. I'm like, ain't nothing feels good in here. My, my, my toes is done turning under. They're so freezing cold. Mm-hmm. He said, man, he said, I just peed on myself. Well, and he said, he said, day. that was warm. Heck, I peed on myself too. <laughs> That's the only little bit of warm I had. Hey, we had to tote that dog. The dog got to where he couldn't even walk, man. Terry walked in and met us and had to, it was that little old John dog I told you it was so accurate that it went, that's the weirdest thing, it went for a whole month. Now, I never treated coon with that dog making slick trees. and I, that, I've never seen one since. And one night he treated, treated tree, had two or three, three coons up it. And that dog hardly ever missed, ever again, hardly. Yeah, uh, what going It's just weird, you know. Well, we all sat here talking about coon hunting. And it, it's been wonderful, don't get me wrong, but there's nothing more important than your family. That's right. When you got your family, when you start getting up my age, Dwayne's age, when you're young, I was real selfish. And after my daughter, I've lost my son and I lost my daughter both. And what wouldn't I give for a Friday night to sit on the couch and watch TV with her rather than being down in the woods. But at that time, I'd want to be down in the woods. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, I guess, I get, you got really got to stop and think about one time they were interviewing Stephen King, one that wrote them mystery novels. And they asked him, why do you write those novels? Well, each one of us sitting here why we couldn't? We didn't have a choice. We were born that way. That's we about were, the truth. You, you see the we, we were born, You know, how many people go cougar and never go back? I mean, it's just something that's there. And you know what? That's I what had, I say. You go to. I, I had to apologize to my daughter a couple of years ago. When she was in her 60s, right before she died. I told her, babe, I got to tell you something. I want to apologize. I said, one time I come home from work, and it was coon hunting night. And when I got there, your mama says, we got to carry Lucretia to the, we got to carry Lucretia to the hospital. Because she fell out of a swing and she's hurt her arm. 
Do you know what I was thinking about? I wasn't thinking about the preacher's arm. I was thinking about I'm going to miss a coon That's the truth. Huh? Yeah. And you know what? The whole time we were sitting at the hospital, I was thinking, I wish they'd hurry up and, you know, and we, get through because I can go hunting. Go hunting yeah. Well, they fight through. Sure enough, I went coon hunting. And, you know, I don't I don't hold against anybody that takes a social drink. That's fine with me. I don't care if you smoke. That's your business. But to me, smoking and drinking just ain't part of my ball game. And I told my daughter one time, I said, you know, you don't know this, but I smoked one time. <laughs> and she said, did you, Daddy? I said, I sure did. She said, well, Johnny Sparks told me he seen you smoke a cigarette. And I told him, my daddy does not smoke cigarettes. <laughs> so uh, what I'm trying to say, even though we love coon hunting, and you, anybody that hears this, try to keep, we need to think about your family. Dwayne now, he's getting up at the age, we've got these grandkids. So you, you get, the, you, your priorities change. You know, the older you get, uh, it, it's like I talk about the three people that I hunt with. None of them smoke. None of them drink. Every one of them are better people than I am. They, they are all good family people. Dr. Tidmore couldn't be no better person. You know what? That old saying, you don't have to be smart. Just do what smart people do. Yeah. And so with Tidmore... He's smart, and I've always used him to whatever I'm going to vote for or anything because Jerry's going to be on target. Studies it up. But I'm blessed. Boy, you got something to say? I'm I'm about talked out. Mm -hmm. I was going to say about old Mason here. uh, Harold, he's he's never took a – Peel out of being fun taking something. Never smoke weed. Now he'll drink a few beers every now and then. <laughs> right? But but now now as far as uh, as good a, I, I'm telling you, it, it would be it be just it. it I was always wanting to go get with us and go or go with you hunting. And I kept telling him I'd go, but I mean, as I ever, every time I turned around, it was operation, operation, and uh, y'all would have had y'all would have had fun together. I'm telling you, if you could have got with him and and uh, gone down, he he keeps the best hunting too. Now he's got he's gonna have some of the it. best hunting spots. Well, you know, it's like kid boy. Hey, he's a light rain. So I don't care. We'll go down to the cafe and sit down and eat drink coffee. I enjoy being with people there. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I, it's it's, it's all about people. Yeah. Yep. You know, I'll be frank with you. I've tried to, tried to be, oh, Lord, you mean I need to talk? <laughs> I was going to fix a deal on my back, not a deal. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've got some regrets. Uh, I, 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 I've I, always had a big mouth. Uh He's going to say what's on his mind. Whether you like it or you don't. But but if you're a good person, you ain't going to have no trouble with me because I ain't got nothing to say about it. I tell you, though, something about Harold and people. people, uh, You know how you you always talk about a 
a good friend will tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. You might not like what he's supposed to tell you, my, because I've got my rear end. My daughter was the same way, and my mother was the same way. I've got my rear end chewed several times. And I didn't want to hear it probably at the time, but yeah, and I, you know, I look back and I'm like, damn, why has he got to be right? <laughs> you know, and but you you have you'll have friends that are tippy toe around behind your back right. and yeah. won't tell you the truth, mm-hmm. or or you'll be like, For you sure. know, I want to be around people that tell me the truth, but then when they tell you the truth, you get mad. Mm-hmm. You don't. You, you you're like. Oh, I didn't really want to hear the truth. When when that's what you said you wanted. You that's what you. Oh man, I want my friends tell me the truth. Well, then when they do tell you the truth, you're mad. Yeah. I mean, you can't have it both ways, you know. Now he he he. Oh, I've had my rear end chewed well, several I, several times. Yeah, yeah. No, well, we we always did. I mean, we we might get into it. It was over. And, but yeah, but you when know, you spend fifty or forty something years, I, I mean that's like a marriage. I mean I was like married for for twenty five years at least. I was twenty one. I was married twenty one years. Well, I'm saying now no, me and you was married for twenty. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm saying I'm, you, well, don't I'm saying to, you don't have to tell them about yeah. that. Dwight. Well, I'm just saying. Hey, you know you remember? I don't know if you remember this. Was you with me when well, I carried me and Roger Dale went out to eat one night? You might have been out on a cab. Me and Roger Dale went out on a out to eat. You must have been out on a cast. Yeah, what we go. So this waitress come up. And I said something to her. She said, "Oh, I'm married." I put my arm around Roger Dale. I said, "Don't worry about it. We gay." <laughs> oh, Roger Dale, boy, he couldn't stand it. Honey, <laughs> with boy, he got mad. He didn't like it at all. But. <laughs> oh, you know it's, uh, the regrets and uh, my uh, the things I think about uh, so far my sinning. I think about what I done that might influence somebody else to do wrong. And you know, it's, it's, even though I'm, I'm really, I'm not that old goody goody or like Doctor Tidmore or Rusko. I'm not that guy because I have to pray all the time about the jokes I tell because sometimes <laughs> I still can't have it. Well, I'm talking to my grandson that's the one that's a doctor's degree, doctor in Seattle. I talking to him last night. He's in Chicago. His daddy-in-law is getting some kind of big reward for, for the company he works for. And I told him, I said, you know, I, I feel feel bad about the jokes I have to tell. He said, but stop and think about the people you put a smile on their face. I said, yeah, I thought about that too, <laughs> but you know, it's I mixed, remember a few. I remember, emotions, I remember you know? a few wanted to whoop him. You remember, old, he's dead now. I, I, I kind of miss old boy, old, uh, Langford, Bo Langford. Mm-hmm. One, t- one time, Bo would come. He'd come down here to uh, Lolly, and I can't remember what they were having. It was a may have. Some big UKC hung, RQE, something, I don't know. And sometimes Harold gets to kidding, and sometimes people don't know he, how to take him. Right. So we got back there at the club, and, and a bunch of us were sitting at a table, and old Bo had went up there, and they just got through making some uh, sausage biscuits. Old Bo lined him up, a line of them up his arm. <laughs> and Harold just 
cutting up. He said, hey, buddy, there's a lot of other boys out there still coon hunting. You might want to leave a few for them. Old Bo looked back there. He said, somebody might as well tell that old man to be quiet. <laughs> he said, I can't remember how he said, uh, he, he might not like it if I come back there or something. Other man, I, I'm about to bust that laugh. <laughs> he looked at old Bo like, <laughs> I want to take it back. Y'all was talking about dogs and standards that I, I wouldn't ever be where I am if it wasn't for Dwayne. That I remember the first time me and you ever hunted. I come home from the world hunt. I had Winona. You had Pete. Oh man, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and I think and, and, and I knew I had a good dog, but now he comes down, and I've been telling him. I was like, man, I said, Mason, I'm telling you, you get this dog, you can do some winning with him. He was a lot like Clyde. Clyde would always be deep, but you'd always hear him. Get away from my dog. Pete, Pete would get slam gone. That's how he would lose cast. He would just be gone. And you'd find him. He'd be treated somewhere with cunning somewhere. A lot of times, you know. But where Clyde was always, for some reason, he's always luckier or whatever. He'd be right on the edge of gone, where Pete would be just over the edge right. gone. And he wouldn't get the score. And uh, so he he brings a little old female down there that had been what swapped around a good bit. I mean, back yeah. and forth. That bitch went to tree and cones, and you know how I can't stand mining competing. How many did she treat? Five or six. Five or six cones. I don't. Did mine even tree a cone? Yeah, One or two. Uh, Pete created a couple. Um, but I, 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 I've never I, seen her look that good before. I, had, I hadn't had mine out. Now, which I told him, and uh, but I thought, shit, I, he, he don't need to take mine. He's got <laughs> he's got one a lot better than I got. Mm, that's the I best, mean, that's the best she line. was she was just man. It just yeah, she like, was just flying around like, hey, like squirrels. Just boom, boom, boom. Boy, do you ever tell me about you were hunting in a hunk with Clyde? And this little old walker bell just barked two or three times on the tree. Said he stayed tree all right long. Yeah. Oh, hey, I I walked to him like five or six times. I finally tied Clyde up on the edge of the field. <laughs> I tied him to a tree. And I said, I, the funny thing was, it was Slam Duncan Dan Jr. And it, it was Slam at Lefty's younger brother. And they said, they I never hunted Lefty. But they said lefty dogs get in there around him when he would get treed. I don't know this, so I hope nobody holds this to me, but he would start getting quiet. And James McCormick used to say he was the hardest dog to judge because he would he didn't want them dogs coming in there to him. He just he'd start just barking every now and then. So we're we're we go to a pro hunt and I lose on on the Pro cast on Friday night. I only had one entry. Me and Terry Nix went. Mm-hmm. And we go to Illinois, and I couldn't win nothing with Clyde in Illinois. It was just a loss. I, I, he'd just get across some fields and get gone, you know, just. But anyway, so on Saturday night, Terry got in. He was hunting old Knot, the blue dog at the time. And Terry was in, so we stayed and. So I thought, well, I'll hunt the open. I had I had won the open the year before, National with Clyde. I think that was right. Yeah, I know it was. And 
So you know how you'll be standing around there and people up there looking at the cards and we're all kind of in a line. You know how you go through the line there drawing them. Well, these, I, and I always liked to, back then, I was 25 years old. And uh, all, like Harold said, we was breeding Clyde. And I, you know, I always had three or $400 in my pocket. I mean, I was, I thought I was big dog, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and uh, so uh, these old boys up there, and they're, they're, they're over there, and they're elbowing each other. Oh, you drew Clyde, you, you know, they laughing at that boy that's that's on my cast with Slam Duncan Dan Jr. Man, you done draw Clyde and 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 I'm just kinda watching it. Well we go out there and we, we turn loose and that little old dog he barks a few times over on the edge of the field and next thing I know that boy trades him. That dog's over and I ain't kidding you. It's like a little old house dog. He, Thirty, forty seconds go by. Oh, I thought this dog is no way he stay intrigued. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, why is he? That boy ain't better than I. We walk across through there. You know where I tell him? That's our dogs is running everywhere all through yonder. Here he is. Scored it. He treed five that I was still with him on, and he tre- he was treated again, and. I tied Clyde up. And I said, I, I'm just going in here. I got six. This is got another. And he had another. He had six, buddy. I mean, he put on a I'm going to and talk about that, though. And every tree, tree just like that, you'd think he's fishing lead any second. But that was just his style. Yeah. And and, uh, and they said lefty was, I don't I don't know, like I said. But uh, that that dog, that, that on that one cast, I was like, man. And and on another cast, one of J.C. Ellis's dogs, uh, Buckwheat. No, can't remember what the dog's name was, but uh, crap. Told the one that won't. Told him wouldn't ride with Harold. Wasn't gonna get in the truck with him. Greg Maynard. No. Oh, James Love. James Love. Yeah. James Love was hunting the dog. Was hunting the dog, and and I drew him. We were hunting at the. It was the Walker breed hunt, and it was in Illinois, and uh, that dog put 600 up on us, and I think I had maybe two and a quarter. He, he keep me what, and it wasn't even one of their best, <laughs> it wasn't even one of their best dogs, but boy, he was a good dog, whatever dog it was, yeah. he's a top dog, but uh, I can, I still remember we was going hunting around behind them, uh, I don't know if they was chicken, house, had them big old fans up there, big old fans, because they'd be so loud. Them boys would go over and sneak over and do something and cut it off long enough for us to tree a cone. And then we'd come back up there and they'd cut the fan off and we'd take off. <laughs> but uh, that one took Jennifer here, my wife. She's between these two, uh, and what she'll tell you, we, we, think of, we think of Mason as anybody that talks to us he, he's he's our other kid my kids know he's my other kid uh i mean well we, i got we, a lot we, of kids i don't even know nothing about <laughs> i hope i don't but, but oh uh, well i just kidding yeah got no. my grandkids right here this ain't grandpa <laughs> just an impersonator but now but, he he comes to if it's if he's around it kind of hurt me he's moved off 
Yeah, he's moved up out with them big boys now. Yeah, well, uh, bad, bad kitty in them. West boy. Tennessee Mafia. Well, yeah. you know what I heard? <laughs> little Bill, little Billy. I, I, I heard about them people from Tennessee. Do you know why the toothbrush was invented in Tennessee? Because if it had been invented in Alabama anywhere else, they'd call it teeth brush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you talk about different things. I remember one time I was at the World Hunt. And if we used to, you know, you get outside and you get in line and everybody going to go somewhere. And they go with that line. This guy said, can I ride with you? I said, yeah, but I, I, I can't be responsible for you coming back. Because I'm going over and see this litter of puppies this fellow's got. Mm-hmm. He said, well, I'll get away back. I said, okay. So we was, we we got to hunt. This guy like to run me nuts. I got an airplane. I flew down here with my airplane. He was living on the ground out there. And I thought, yeah, he ain't no more got an airplane nothing <laughs> in the world. Because you could be sleeping on the ground. We got in the woods. He was a terrible sport. So uh, all of a sudden, we treat our dogs at the tail end of the hunt. And I said, look, the hunt's over with. Why don't we just get in the car and drive around over there? Everybody said, yep, let's do that. Everybody except that old one boy. He, he said, no, we're going to walk up. Ooh, I got bad. I got So we is got bad. Is he the one you got out in the road with? I got out. No, no, I got back. And I told him, he said, don't get car. Don't get my car. I said, we ain't, you ain't riding back with me, buddy. <laughs> I said, you're a horse if you know what. And I said, we could have thrown to them dogs, and you acted like you did, and it wouldn't have benefited you one way or another. I said, you're on the bottom of the pole, of the pole anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I seen that old boy, I was on the ground. Next day, I, he got back. I don't know how. <laughs> but that didn't bother me. one bit. Well, this old boy had some black tan pup and some homebrew, and I went home with him. And we sat there and looked at pups. Are you in the market for a new dog box and just don't know which one to get? That's where I encourage you to go check out GNR Cedar Dog Boxes, especially if you're wanting something different. GNR Cedar Dog Box was established in 2016 when two avid hunters wanted a dog box that was affordable and great looking at that. They provide a high quality, handmade, lightweight box to the customers. They take pride in the fact that their boxes are fully cedar, which will last a lifetime in all types of weather conditions. Cedar also ensures your hounds stay a little warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. You can find out more about GNR Cedar Dog Boxes on Facebook. G- find them at GNR Cedar Dog Boxes or give them a call at 615-962-5266. They're located in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, USA. But, uh, no, you know, I've I hunted a lot of good dogs. I- Tell you some dogs I hunted, Dave dogs. I hunted with Crowd Billy. I hunted. I hunted with Diamond Jim. I hunted with. Uh, he was good friends with Buddy Gilbert too. Back when when. And I I hunted with Junior. 
and Harold uh, was big into English dogs at one time. That was his. That probably might still be your favorite. But, but, uh, well, for, for, far as looks, I like a red ball. I'd give anything for a good red dog. I know uh, he used to love the uh, tri-colored. Yeah, that was red, it. Red, I still, I still play with that. Which I like it too. But, but you know what? That's what's happening to your red dog and your plot. They bred them for looks, looks, looks. What's all that doing? Yeah. You can't hardly find a good red dog. And, and now, and Where now, there's a plot. Now a walker dog can't trail 300 yards without making a tree. No. A lot of them can't. Some young guy like you, you need to concentrate on accuracy. And you know what? When I bred to a dog, I would get down and say, what does my dog need? I remember that missy female, she dogged. I said, I'm not going to breed to a dog that don't. And that's when I breed to Mike's dog, because I found out that dog did. And see, that Mike's dog, he was out of a, a trained walker, grand night dog called Clay something or other. And all these dogs. Yeah, like he, was, said, he, was, he, was more, he was more white looking, speckled white. Mike was a good guy. Yeah, he was. He, and he always dead. kept a good dog. Yeah, that's what. Always, is Mike Nelson still around? Who? Mike Nelson. You, you know what? Around. I was trying to think of Mike's mm-hmm. name the other night. I don't know. I'd like to find out. Mike Nelson. You know who I'm talking about? He he handled for Beller when when they had the little red little red bone female. But but Mike's handled for Beller several times. Good guy. Good boy from up. Northern Indian. I don't know exactly where he lives. We give him a pup. We got a dog out of Clyde and, and Buddy. Yep. He hunted one out of Mike Nelson was a good guy. You got somewhere else you want to get to, Bubba? Yeah. Uh, just here shortly. I'm going to start winding it up. I was going to ask one more question before we wound it, wound her down. Um, I mean, you've been around nearly 92 years. Can you give us just a little wisdom for some of us younger hunters to take on with us through life? Through what now? I'm sorry. Through life. Wisdom. A little just, wisdom just to, to, just to take start. You better it, You know what? Ted Moore, a good friend of mine, and he remember once more talking about it, he said, you're so smart. I said, I ain't. I'm not just telling you that I ain't smart. I'm just old. No, you I've smart. lived a long time. I've lived a, a long time. Ask them, what, what have I told y'all about Harold? And I'm going to tell y'all, Harold knows how to make a dollar. He's smart business. Uh, life things, if you listen to him, or, or I did, I, lear- I, I learned a, like I, like I told y'all, first part of this thing is, is I was I was with Harold, and which I've told my daddy, and he knows it, I, I was with Harold more than I was my own, you know? I mean, my dad, he, he was the horse guy. And my now my dad coon hunted oh, and yeah. got me got me, you know, going and kept me, you know, fifteen hundred dollars back in was our that was our You don't was remember our, the time your daddy whipped you with that dog leash, do you? Oh yeah. Remember remember it real well, Ronald got me whooped. A pack of gum. I told Ronald I wasn't gonna give him none. And he kept elbowing me and daddy daddy Feeling us knocking, kept knocking him sideways in the truck, and we got out. <laughs> we, we was hunting down there on the I gas, know exactly on the gas line, 
and we got out, and I had it in my. <laughs> and bad thing about it, Ronald had bought it. <laughs> I had it in my in my overalls right here, and I got out. Boy, I was mad because Daddy done got threatening me. Ronald wasn't gonna get in trouble. I got that bubble gun and I throwed it and hit Ronald in the chest, and Daddy seen me do it. Boy, he took me around that. Thing to do. Oh, hey. Daddy, Let Daddy was whipping. Put a, you didn't fool with Sonny. No. You ever you ever Sonny get that bead dog caught there? Oh yeah, them tough you know, men. He, he rolled the money for the church. He used to fight. He used to fight them tough man things all the time. Uh, we were talking about it today. He was talking about you know where the thrift store is down there, where the old store used to be, going through Uniontown, going out to uh to the highway, where the big old thrift store. Oh yeah, he yeah. He said they used to have fights right there. And they'd go down there every Friday night, him and two or three guys from the mines, and get. And I didn't know nothing about that. But now, Daddy was Daddy was pretty buck wild back in the day. He he uh, he he, and he was a big man at the time. He's he's a lot bigger than me now. Mm-hmm. And uh, his arms, as you look at him now, is smaller as he is. His he's as much of a man, wasn't he? Sure, what you didn't you didn't he wasn't one to. But, but you know, one thing I found out about somebody that's mean, tough. And, you know, I, I was raised up in Inslee, and me and a guy by the name of P.J. Tuckbrella. We were just youngsters, but we were known to be supposed to be pretty tough. Well, one of my good friends uh, was a sissy. We called him a sissy because he wouldn't fight. Well, that's when I found out what scared to be scared of something was we were down at Bayview. You remember all them old snakes used to be at Bayview? He reached out there and got one of them snakes and pulled it up to his mouth and it like he's gonna kiss it. Me and PJ was on top of the hill. <laughs> I thought that right there taught me something. <laughs> and, and, and you know I will tell this that I ain't gonna then y'all can do what you want to. But have you have, there are two things I want to say. If you could play go back one day of your life, what would it be? You know what? Me and Gary Elliott was coming back from Oklahoma trying a dog. The one I was asked the other one that, I've never changed my thought on it. So I'd mean, like to be home on Christmas mean, Day. Mama. My mama, my daddy was young. And my kid, my, my brother. Getting back to stuff, man. I, I, me and him, we tell each other we love each other. And I tell you, I love you. You know, guys, guys look sometimes think of that, but, you know, uh, somebody on, it was some, it was, I, t- I'm, I love watching sports. And it was actually the Golden State Warriors. All of them guys, they, Tell each other they love each other, and they're you know they're like you know it. it you you you'll miss you'll miss things that you. I don't know how to you know. I mean, like me and you have. Well, you know my mother and daddy just never told me they loved. But you knew. That. I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. And one day, I called my mother Rufus, and she called me Old Harold. And I was going down the steps, and I reached over and I kissed her on top of her head. I said, "Oh, I love old Rufus. Me too. 
I never, I don't know if I ever got from my mother telling me, she said, I never have given a thought. But you know what? When I married Dale, it was always, I loved you. But we used that phrase too loosely, I think. Yeah. And, and I, I used it pretty much now with all my grandkids and kids, which I do love them, but I don't have to tell them. Right. They know it. Because, so, you know, you, if you do it, if you really love someone, you don't have to tell them. They know it. I'll tell you something about Mason. And, and Mason's never told me his whole, his, uh, his whole story. Do what? Mason's never told me his whole story. But I know, I know some things. And, there's so much respect that I have for him at his age. Uh, I know just some things here and there. Uh, Mason's had to do it on his own. He what? He's had to make it by himself. He's, Mason, I mean, seriously, he's, had, he's a man. Let's get on something else, y'all. You know what my seventh grade teacher told me? But it, it's... How it's I want you to write me a letter when you get 21. They don't need to put the return address. I said it's Kelby Prison. <laughs> you thought that's where he's going to be? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what? Now, that was really bragging on me, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, like I said, talking about Mason and about that, and, and I, I just know where he's, where he's fam, family and coming up. Well, he's had he's had it a lot rougher than I did. Well, but you know what? Like I say, do we have a choice? No, I wouldn't. You know, do you have a choice? You know what? I'm a sorry, I love you, but I was a good daddy and a great. You was. You was. A good I have daddy. never had a unkind word with my grandkids. His daughter. Never, never did. Why? Because I like I say that old saying. Don't ever miss the opportunity to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And, you know, that's great. You need to use it. We need to use it. And but there's times, too, though, you need to, like we talked about, telling, telling I, somebody you love them. I, I, I want to tell them. people, you know. I, my, my, no, hey, don't ever be a scar tomorrow. You don't know. Don't don't be that's right. And I tell you, it, it's like time. I, uh, uh, I don't know how she's going to resist me. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks of him. I, 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 I. Hey, let me tell you what, old Jerry. Jerry's a, a good a person you'll ever meet. She's as tight, glory, mercy. <laughs> but hey, she's a giver. She's tight. She's got two charities she gives to. You know, I think that's what's made you live so long. What's that? You always give to people. Oh, I, hey, let me tell you something. Money was never money, that. You money. give money, you give your time. Uh, whoever it was, you would you, you'd be I, I, there. I've always know. said money like it's made out of paper. So is toilet paper, and you wipe your rear end on toilet paper. Paper is not uh, money. All it's good for is get what you want. That's you right. know? That's and, right. and I, but like with Jerry, me and her went over. Have you ever eaten that Brazil steakhouse? Huh? Have we? Yeah. Take the steak, Brazil. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Jerry went over there one time. I went and got the car. And she was going to have to walk down that walkway to get to the car. And I'm always embarrassing her. And I, I had to quit because she got mad at me when I told her we need to leave because she needs to go and get on her pole. You know, she was, I told her she was dancing at them money. Strippers, yeah. She got mad at me right in front of everybody. Well, I said her cousin. I said, there she is, Miss America. <laughs> Here comes Jerry. Everybody started down. I said, well, don't, why, why y'all laughing? I said, listen, Mother Teresa, Vera Monroe, <laughs> Betty Crocker. I said, what else do you want in a wall? And you know, it embarrassed Jerry to me. But Jerry, hey. Well, we turn this off in a minute and I can get Jennifer to go. Oh, hey, this ain't going. <laughs> yeah, I got. I want you to tell one to old Mason here that I still laugh about. She'll have to go through yard though, and this will have to be off. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I think it was with Jerry. Hmm. Well, I go. think, but we I, we better wait till we can start winding it down. I'm about running out of time, but uh, I appreciate it having you on here. Uh, Jamie Tilly was the one that called me wanting to, wanting to get it done. Well, you're not gonna beat old Tilly. Yeah. I love him. Now, you know what? Like I say, one of my reasons I like Tilly, he loves his parents. Mm-hmm. He loves his daddy and his mama. And they're good people, too. Yeah. But old Tilly's a millionaire. Is he? Well, I don't know. He's tight. He's tight, boy. I've never met him. I've, I've heard a lot. I've, I've been hearing about him for years, that, that stock of dogs that he... That well, he you know what? That dog, that dog he had, Shorty, and uh, that, that little female, that female I had, they were sisters, mm-hmm. brothers, uh, but different litter. Uh, well, they, they had a different mom. Uh, the one I let little Bill have, what was her name? Jade. Jade. Yeah. Yeah. Jaybird. Jaybird. Jay Bird, that's not a dog there should have been bred a lot. A lot more. Because them dogs could run a track. But dog, track, that's like Tilly. Me and Tilly thinks a whole lot of like on about dogs. Well, is there anything you'd li- else you'd like to say before we cut her off? I just wish you people could see me. <laughs> I got this swag. I'm a good looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't understand how Dwayne. Got this good-looking woman here, either. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> well, she, she's about half crazy. Well, you know what? I always say Jerry must have run over a fucking when she was a kid. God's punishing her. Yeah, that'd be it. Well, what <laughs> makes hey. I really hope y'all enjoyed that interview as much as I did. If you like what you heard here, go on over to Facebook. Give us a like, at Coon Hunting You. Also, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us out. And remember, if you need a new hunting light, do not overlook Superior. They make an awesome light, best customer service in the business. Man, their walking light and double red is the brightest I've ever seen. Use coupon code CHUPODCAST at checkout at nighthunters.com. You can find the link in the description box below this. Coon Hunting University is a product of Audio Hound Productions. Until next time, y'all have a wonderful day.